This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Snoopy, very, very much, and welcome to our second hour, my friends. And uh, glad to have you here. If you'd like to call, we have two lines open, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Demetrial, a Demetria, that's an exclamation point, Demetria. This petite five-year-old boxer mix is looking for a forever family. She has a mostly red, smooth coat with a strip of white down her face and chest. Her large triangular ears and little black nose give her the cutest face. She's a bit shy when meeting new people, but with some patience and some yummy treats, she warms up pretty quickly. Despite coming to the SPCA of Texas from a rough past, Demetria is a sweetie. She loves to cuddle with people. In her previous home, she got along just fine with cats and doesn't seem to mind them. This gentle little girl will make a wonderful companion to anyone giving her a second chance. Now, through February 28, Demetria and all other a dog, cats, and, and uh, dogs and cats at the, I got on the wrong line here, at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center are only $14 to adopt, just $14. Demetria is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center in Dallas. To meet her, come visit her any day between noon and 6 p.m. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Demetria has been spayed, microchipped, she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines, and she's waiting for her new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road. The SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day noon until 6. Animals are available for by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash Dog Adopt to inquire about a dog or SPCA slash Cat Adopt to inquire about a cat. And this is Demetria, D-E-M-E-T-R-I-A. And it says she's a boxer mix. She doesn't look a lot like a boxer. For example, her ears have not been trimmed. Her tail has not been bobbed. And uh, she's just a sweet, sweet dog. We are uh, foster sitting for a couple of months a, a friend's uh, a dog that was uh, adopted as a stray from an Austin shelter while that lady is moving. And and uh, this is a dog that nobody would pick as being the most beautiful dog in the show. And he is, he is the most fun and just such a wonderful personality and very, very, very bright. You'd never know what you're going to get out of the shelters. There are some wonderful animals there waiting for a home, patiently waiting for you to come adopt them. Demetria could be that hero dog for you. And there are lots of others there, too. So I hope you'll go adopt. I was adopted out of a, out of an orphanage. Not an orphanage, but a, I don't know what I was. I was in a hospital. My mom gave my biological mom call her my mom my, without qualifying it my biological mother gave me up as an infant and Omer and Lois Sperry adopted me at age six weeks they were in Alpine Texas during the second world war and it just took that long for them to get the gasoline ration uh, coupons to get from Alpine to San Antonio and uh, so I have always loved doing these SPCA reports so I hope you'll adopt Demetria and or at least one of the animals. If you go in for Demetria and you say, well, I really like that one a lot better as a match for our family, perfect. I got my job done. That's all that matters. So adopt a, adopt a stray animal. We're all stray animals when it comes down to, you know, you don't have to get one of these foo-foo dogs. I doubt that you're a foo-foo person. 
Excuse me, that was judgmental, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm certainly not. Um, anyway, I better leave that all behind. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. They sponsor this report, and they have local experts who know the right questions. Ask, make sure you're going to succeed with the work that you are pursuing. You know, we have 40 Ace hardware stores in the North Texas area now, 10 more than we had a couple of years ago. I, I had a meeting with them online just a couple of weeks ago, and they said, Neil, you know that we now have 40 stores. Oh, my goodness. Some of the uh, current owners have invested in the second store. And uh, it's just exciting to see what is going on with, with the Ace Hardware family. But these are individuals who say, this is my community, and I really want to invest in my community, in my neighborhood. And uh, and they're there in the store. If you let them know that you appreciate the broadcast and the, the sponsorship, the friendship, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace Retailer, and you'll find a great deal on Miracle Grow Potting Soil. That's two cubic foot bags, sale price twelve ninety nine, but it gets better. You save three more dollars with your Ace Rewards card and pay only nine ninety nine. There's a limit of sixty. Now let's do that math. You buy sixty of those and save three dollars each. You can do that math. That's a lot of money you're saving. Your plants want to show off. Give indoor and outdoor container plants the right ingredients to grow bigger and more beautifully with Miracle Grow Potting Mix. They're specially formulated mixed feeds for up to six months for more blooms and more color. It grows plants twice as large as unfed plants. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, people you know, people who understand your situation in your part of, uh, of the world, they can answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We go back to our phone lines. Let me give you the phone number one more time. I'll keep trying this till I get it right. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I didn't get it wrong last time, just didn't get the results I wanted. 800-288-9227. Harold is in Stephenville. Harold, how can I help you? Yes, sir. Uh, first thing I'd like to congratulate you on is your book. Well, thank you. I've gotten two of them, and, and like I said, I get the food, the egg departments. So I'll be with my third one. Well, thank you very, very much. <laughs> thank you. Now, my question is, building uh, a house. Harold, I'm having a hard time understanding. You get a little closer to your the microphone part they're, of your phone. They're, they're uh, building a house. And uh, they're going to put a three-foot retaining wall in the front. What what should I get? The uh, sand from the front, the black from the what is it? pasture. Or okay. How how wide is this retaining area going to be? Oh, about six foot by three foot. All right, three feet deep and six feet away from the house? Well, about 12 feet away from the house. All right. They're, they're, um, they're, what I want to do is I'd actually like to plant roses and shrubbery along that retaining wall. All right. Um, I would probably try to keep it as much as you can with the same soil that you have natively. That, in- that is truly wrong. I'm sorry, I can't understand you. This is purely rock where I'm building it. Well, okay, in but other what, words, but what is you mentioned black black soil somewhere on your property? Yeah, there's black soil, there's clay, there's uh, sand. All right, well let me let me do the best that I can, and it's three feet deep. You don't want to have sand three feet deep. That would be impossible to keep moist. So what you want to yeah. do is create a sandy loam, kind of a, a topsoil. Are you bringing the soil in yourself from your own property, or are you going to yes. buy truckloads? Okay. Um, I would try to get a soil that would be almost like a potting soil. It would have a good bit of clay in it, 
it would have uh, some of the sand in it. You would, you'll probably mix it together, rototill it together, or turn it off-site uh, with a blade and just turn it and combine it a bunch of times. That's probably easier. And then, and then uh, load it into the, into the retaining wall. Uh, you're going to need to mix organic matter in where you uh, are going to be growing flowers and, and small plants. That, that's what I call heroic soil preparation. The smaller the plant, the more bed preparation you need to do for it. Remember, when you put three feet of soil in there, it's going to settle over a period of six months, and it'll probably yes, compress by, by six or seven inches. So you may want to pack the, the first uh, two feet of it in as you put it in. Uh, just just run something over it that will pack it down a bit. You don't necessarily have to make it brick hard, but you also don't want to just leave it fluffy. Well, well can you back drag it with the dozer and just kind of pack it that way? Probably so. I've never done that because I've never had the luxury of that wide a bed. Um, but that's why I was asking about the width of the bed. Um, I don't see me on a dozer with a retaining wall that I'd probably knock down about three times. So be careful. But, yes, that, that would do it. And uh, when you get up toward the top surface, then you begin to bring better soil in the top six inches or so. And okay. you need to make sure that it drains well. Uh, if there, Has the retaining wall been built? Not yet. All right. Make sure that you have weep holes in it so that it doesn't hold water. It needs to have a lot of weep holes. You can always get water out. You can always add water. It's harder to get it out of a soil, so make sure that it can leave uh, on its own volition very easily. Leave plenty of weep holes around like they do on a, on a house around the, the, uh, the bottom of a, a brick uh, uh, course at the okay, bottom. Okay, here, here's what my landscaper kind of told me was if I'd take the uh, compost from the dairy and mix it with the sand, I'd be better than going back there and getting the black dirt. I, I don't agree with that. If you have compost that is unrecognizable from the dairy that was taken out of the dairy um, 18 well, months I ago, I can't understand you. I said it's been stacked for 20 years. That would be fine. Mix that in. I don't know what the black soil is that you have, so I can't really answer it. I'm talking. I'm thinking about black clay that, that most of us have in the Metroplex. If you have something else, it might be different. But you need to have a sandy loam topsoil. And loam would have a lot of clay in it, and that's good. So do whatever whatever you need to. And if you have a landscaper involved, let, let him or her advise you. And, and having composted manure in there is fine. Uh, it's also a good idea to have composted leaves, other things. Harold, i got to run. I'm way behind, but hopefully that will be enough to get you started. Thanks, sir. You're welcome, sir. Thanks for the call. Larry and Crowley, I'll come to you. Barry and Bartonville, I'll come to you also. Uh, I can help both of you. I just looked at your questions. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. It's in the sixth printing right now. Fifth printing is uh, actually I still have plenty of copies of the fifth printing while the sixth printing is waiting to finish, and it's going to wait a while because we're out of paper. Uh, and uh, that's sad because it was ordered in October, but they have not been able to get enough paper. Fifth printing has only uh, there only changed a couple of sentences in it. Uh, to reflect last uh, February's cold. Uh, but anyway, to the point, uh, you can get the copy, your copy of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening and have it to use all of this spring. If Chapter 2 alone doesn't pay for this book, I will refund every penny you spend on it. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. It tells you when you can expect insect and disease populations to show up. It tells you when to apply pre-emergent weed killers. It tells you when you need to plant various uh, vegetable crops or various uh, uh, trees and shrubs and, and flowers, when you need to prune them. All of that's in that chapter. It's a huge chapter, lots of information. I've never had it in a book or, or calendar before to that quantity. All right, so that's Chapter 2, and then uh, it covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables. The book is only $36.95 plus tax and postage, and it's only available from my website, 
or by calling my office. 344 pages, 840 photographs. Here are the ways you can get it. It's a hardback, by the way. Get it from neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy, our pastor. That's a wonderful church and great sermons. If you'd like to like to uh, watch online, it streams at 10.05 at sharingtheheart.org. Wild Birds Unlimited, what a great bunch of stores. There are three of them that joined together to sponsor my radio programs here and over at KLIF, the sister station, also that joined together to sponsor my eGardens electronic newsletter. And I'm proud to have them. These are fun stores to go in because they feature all kinds of of, uh, bird-watching activities, uh, bird-watching supplies. Feeders, they have the best-made feeders you will find anywhere, anytime, anywhere. They're just great. They have a research department in Indiana at their headquarters that uh, puts out the finest bird feeders and bird seed mixes. Oh, my gosh, the birds wait in line to get to the wild bird. Uh, mixes. We have them all through our backyard, and we have all kinds of wild birds coming to our feeders every winter. Now, there are three stores. The Dallas store, I'm going to tell you about the East Dallas store because it has just opened. This is Ron's new store. He had been at a different location for 18 years. Now he is at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. That's Ron at uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway. Used to be Abrams at, uh, was it Mockingbird, I guess. Now David has his store, it's always been, at 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy and uh, the Nursery and Garden Center, and just about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway on Lover's Lane. And Bertie's store is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, and just south of Tom Thumb. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thanks again. Let's go to Larry in Crowley. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hey, I've got an identification question for you. I have about a six-foot oak. Came up by itself, and probably a squirrel dropped an acorn or whatever, and it's probably maybe six to eight years old, somewhere in that area, and this tree never oak tree, and it's obviously a big leaf oak tree. It's not your live oak, but it never loses its leaves. Now it's starting to show a little bit of red tint to the tip of some of the leaves. Beautiful red. But I have no idea what kind of tree this is. Do you? All right. I, I think so. Um, are the leaves pointed or rounded? They are pointed. All right. That's a Schumard red oak, and the young juvenile Schumard red oaks, um, a couple of things that are noteworthy with them. Uh, their leaves will not 
have the characteristic Schumard red oak leaf shape, they will, they will be more entire, meaning that the lobes don't come in as far. Uh, secondly, they will tend to hold much farther through the winter, sometimes even being on, on very young trees, being evergreen. I've seen them in, in my forest. We, we live in an oak wow. and pecan forest, and I've seen them for two or three years hold their leaves clear into springtime and then replace them with the new growth in the spring. Uh, so so late that you're not even aware that they're being replaced. And that red tint comes from the cold weather in the winter. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what you have. Well, I had never seen that before. All yeah, the it's unusual. Around majors. Yeah. Yeah. It's just okay, kind of well, the way the all. young ones uh, react a lot of times. Okay, well, it's young ones, so we don't always know what we're doing. Okay, listen, Neil, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a great question. I, I'm glad you called. Thank you, Larry. Let me go to Barry in Bartonville. Barry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How can hey, I help? I'm... Well, I'm seeing uh, freeze damage, or I think it's freeze damage on my boxwoods this year. And um, we didn't receive any freeze damage on last year when we had that real hard freeze. Are you seeing that with the boxwoods this year? All over mine, the tips of the uh, twigs, maybe about an inch or so, are tan. And uh, it's ultimately minor. Um, I'm going to be hitting them with a, a hedge trimmer just to knock that off, take about an inch off. And every winter at this time on my dwarf Burford hollies, on my dwarf Yopon hollies, and on my boxwood, I will turn them into, into pretty much globes one time and then leave them alone the rest of the year. I don't like round or square shrubs, but I'll do that to keep them in a, in a uniform height because I have five of them. And I want them to match, and so I'll I'll prune them all to the same height, and then let them regrow. And uh, I I don't mean this to be disrespectful to any particular group of people, but it looks like an afro when they grow out. They're beautiful. I love it. And and so I'll get rid of that that little tan coloration uh, as they grow out, and and it works out beautifully. I do that every year anyway, and this year it's going to get rid of that little tan coloration. I sent. Uh, a couple of photos that had come to me through my Q&A newspaper column to uh, the Plant Disease Diagnostic Lab, and some of these were more extensive than that, where there was a branch dead here or there. I said, is there any chance this is the new boxwood blight from Europe that the East Coast has seen? And, and Kevin Ong wrote back and said, we have not seen any boxwood blight in Texas, and that was about three weeks ago. Uh, well, when do you recommend um, cutting them back, like waiting until mid-March? or Soon. I'm going to be doing growth? mine in the next week or two before okay. any new growth begins. Okay. Yep. Well, I appreciate the... <clears throat> you betcha. Uh, I love, I love you. Betcha. Thanks, Thank you betcha. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. All right. Before we go to the news, let me uh, let me tell you about Baylor Scott and White right now. They sponsor this hour of my program and have done so for many many years. And I am so proud to tell you about them. Uh, they are people who have kept us healthy and happy through all of this pandemic. And uh, at least if we cooperated and and tried our part. And we need to thank them right now. It's another group of incredibly hardworking people. They're our beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. So we need to say thank you for never giving in to Baylor Scott and White frontline workers. Thank you for never settling for good enough. It's not easy to, pr- to protect us from COVID. It hasn't been, but we see you showing up every day and giving it every ounce of your energy in spite of us. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation to the front line. Continue to get vaccinated. Continue to wear your mask when you're in the hospital or in the doctor's office. These are great ways to show your support and share those messages with someone in the media and your social media. One more big thank you to Baylor's Cotton White Health, especially to the frontline people for all that you've done to keep us all safe. We love you and we thank you. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. But there has been artillery shelling along the border between Ukraine and Russia. 
I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAB 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident on the southbound side of 635 blocks three, the left lanes at Oates Drive and Mesquite. There is another one, an accident blocking two right lanes of westbound 635, that one at Plano Road. And a disabled vehicle is blocking the right lane of the westbound Bush Turnpike, Highway 190, right around Midway Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, partly sunny, breezy, and warm today, the high 70 degrees. President's Day, that's tomorrow, mostly cloudy, rain possible in the afternoon and evening. Tomorrow's high temperature, right around 82. Right now, 53 degrees in the middle of Dallas, 54 in Fort Worth. Fox News reporter Trey Yinks and his crew were doing a live report from Ukraine when artillery shells suddenly began falling around them. Yinks says now it was very chaotic while it lasted. When we were up live on Fox and Friends, this was about halfway through the situation. We were inside a bunker and the first sort of plan was to stay in this bunker and wait it out. But as the fire got closer and closer and you could really get a sense that we may be trapped in this position... We knew we had to move, and so the call was made by the forces that we were with to really make a run for it. And as that was happening, on both sides of where we were, there was this incoming fire. So there was a sense and a concern that I had that they may be trying to bracket this area and get closer and closer to where we were at. Ukrainian military claims two of its soldiers were killed in that shelling. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820, WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Let's talk about Whiskey Stone right now. The weather is beginning to get really, really pretty. And if you hit a day when you have a little bit of time, you want to go look at gorgeous stone, you need to get in the car and motor yourself to 4501 East Loop 820 South in far southeast Fort Worth. I mean, we're talking about the, the bottom right of the of the square of Fort Worth. <laughs> Simple as that. Their phone number is 817-429-0822, and the website is whiz-q.com. Whiz-Q Stone. Since 1983, this third-generation family business has been active in bringing us the finest in quarried stone. Whether you want river rock or great big boulders the size of your car, they have everything. All the way down to decorative gravel the size of English peas, they have it all at Whiskey Stone. If you're building a retaining wall, they have many different types of stone that would be suitable for that or for uh, flat stones for patios and walks and pool surfaces. They have those as well. You name it, and they have it, and they can show you what it looks like in their display gardens. They will help you figure how much you'll need. They're very good at that. Plan on uh, 10 to 15% overage just because stone is a natural product. It doesn't fit in like a... Like, like bricks would, square, rectangle. You can't figure it quite that exactly. If you need a referral to a really good landscape contractor, they are highly involved with the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They can put you in contact with the best. That's WhizQ Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. The best thing that you can do for your windows is to put some beautiful sunburst shutters right there in them. Now, this is not something you're going to do yourself. This is not a deal where you order your shutters on a phone call or on a website, and then they arrive in the mail some days later. Doesn't work that way. There are plenty of companies you can do that with, but oh man, you're taking a chance on those and they won't look as good. And then plus you have the agony of putting them in place. Sunburst shutters. Let me give you the other extreme. Let me give you the wonderful extreme. First of all, great people 
wonderful people. And they will come to your house. They measure your windows. They show you what could go up in your windows. They have samples that they hold up for you, and they help you decide whether you need a two-and-a-half or a three-and-a-half or a four-and-a-half-inch louver size. That's what they are. They're plantation-style shutters. They're made of polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood. It's a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. They then can tell you what it would cost to have the sunburst shutters made for the openings in your home. Every window gets its own specific shutter. That's how they ensure the perfect fit. The reason that's necessary is because tape and bed work isn't precise. So just leaving that behind, that's why they're so energy efficient. That's why they keep so much light out. And they they are made to last and last and last. They can be painted. They can be faux stained. And they will win your heart. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, Sunburst Shutters. 214-343-2601. On the web at sunburstshutters.com. Again, the phone number 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Um, phone number, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I hope you'll uh, sign up for my electronic newsletter, eGardens. It's free and always will be, and I'll not spam you, and you'll get, uh, you'll get several stories each Thursday that will come directly to your email. Um, you will find it to be very, very helpful. And one of the stories will always be gardening this weekend where you need to do the things that I list for you that weekend. You always have a featured plant of the week, and you always have a featured question of the week and other stories, too. You can see what it looks like at my website at neilsperry.com. I hope you'll take a look at it and sign up for it. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Uh, let's uh, go back to the phone lines now. Again, if you'd like to call, I have an open line, 800-288-9227. This is Ray in Plano. Ray, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. I have been a fan and follower of you for over 30 years. Thank you very much. In fact, I've got your first book, the tree book, and the first edition of your new book. Well, thank you very much. Wow. But I have, this is the first time I've had to call. Well, my goodness. Somewhere in there, I I let you down. (laughs) We put, no, you didn't. uh, We put some ajuga in, and it did really well. And it really survived last year, but this year it is just all black. Is it going to come back? When you say all black, are you talking about just looking very dark purple, or is it is it shriveled well, up and dead? No, it's not shriveled up, but it's very, very dark. Mine is, too. I was looking at it last okay. night while I was walking the dog, and it's um, it's about the color of a prune. It's really dark. Uh, yep. But it's fine, and and given Good. given about uh, two weeks of warm weather, it will have flowers on it, and then all the new yep. leaves will come out. It's it's all right. I'm glad to hear that because all this was uh, came off of a piece I took from my mother that was about the size of a quarter. Oh, you know what I would and, suggest if it if it has special meaning to you, I would suggest that you get a few plants from that planting and put them somewhere far removed in your own yard and get a second planting of it going because there is a disease, uh, that southern blight, that will come into Ajuga and can wipe out a whole area of it in a hurry. It's a crown rot, uh, a water mold fungus, and you just you don't want to lose all of them, and it can happen. Yeah. My second question is we decided to try a bottle brush uh, plant. Okay. And don't know, didn't know anything about it. We thought we'd try it, and over the winter, all the leaves have turned gray. Is it gone? Oh, I think so. Okay, That's I figured zone, it was zone nine or ten planted. It, it yeah, can, can't handle much below about twenty-eight degrees. Yeah, this one had been in the. I'm sure in a. Uh, 
painted environment. It was almost root bound. They were selling it for almost nothing. So he said, "Hey, let's just try it." You know. <laughs> well, it yeah. had yeah, it'd been in a heated environment. Probably been grown in Southern California or South Texas, also. Very well, could. Well, I yeah. appreciate that's all we had. You are welcome. Thanks for the call very much. Have a great day. All right. And thanks for listening all that time. We go from Ray to Ray. Ray and Carrollton. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. O-H. I-O. You bet. There you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you for coming to our alumni club thing a couple of years ago and speaking to us. That was wonderful fun. Thank you so much. And thanks for the recognition. That was just really You're welcome. special. Yeah. So great I state. have, um, yeah, great university. I love it. And um, so I have a bunch, I've let my, my yard get overgrown. I have a, a number of boxwoods that are way too big. And I don't know how far I can cut them back without ruining them. You can cut them back. Um, that's a hard thing to answer without being able to see the plant, Ray. But uh, I think you could probably prune them back by 30%, 35%. Uh, okay. I would I would make sure that you always leave a fair representation of foliage. You don't want to cut them back to where there's nothing but stem. Um, I can see pruning them back by a third and having maybe 20% of the leaves still remaining. Um, now, are prob- you talking about over the whole plant or just? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not talking about just flat topping them and cutting them back in height. Uh, you you okay. need to groom them and kind of take a big egg, an ostrich egg, and turn it into a chicken egg. So, you, 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 <laughs> right. you know, that's, that may be the best description I ever gave on how to reduce the size, not just the height of a, of a shrub that's gotten too big. You, you do it all over. That's what we did a lot of yesterday to hollies at the World Collection Park of Crepe Myrtles. We have a lot of rows of hollies in that park. And uh, the nurserymen came out and uh, about 35 or 40 uh, members of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association volunteered all day. And a lot of the mm. work that they did was pruning and reducing size. Uh, the plants had never been pruned or those that had been had been pruned improperly. And uh, they they really did a masterful job. My mouth just dropped open when I went back. I had to leave for a little while to go do a radio program. And when my wife and I went back out, oh, my gosh, the park has never looked better. Even mm, though it's even right. though it's recently pruned, but I would do that, and I'd do it fairly soon now, so you can take advantage right. of all of the new spring growth. Now I do have some hollies in the front yard; they're very prickly. I mean, they kill you if you get them on you, and um, I've let those grow much too large as well. Would you have the same recommendation for that type of plant? Yes, uh, they they probably will come back better even than the boxwood will. Um, I see them being pruned more than I would be comfortable doing uh, by some of the commercial uh, uh, property management people. Uh, I'll I'll call names. Stonebridge Ranch, where our son lives, they prune some of theirs back mercilessly, and I don't know why, and and yet they come back. Some of them don't survive. Some of the plants don't survive, but uh, I don't know why they prune them quite as heavily as they do. It's not my call, not my my circus, not my monkeys. I understand. but uh, they do that, and, and the ones that we pruned yesterday at the park, we didn't prune that heavily. But, but uh, yeah, you can, you can get by on hollies uh, better than you can even on boxwood, and you can make it on both of them. Uh, I, what I would suggest on your uh, boxwood, Ray, is uh, start with one at, at the far end and use a gasoline-powered hedge trimmer if you can, or electric, just the, the type that, uh, that has the fingers that go back and forth over itself. Right. And, and, uh, don't go as far down as you think you need to eventually take, uh, if you, if you think you're going to need to take 15 inches off, take about eight inches off and see how it looks before you right. go farther. And if you say, man, I'm glad I didn't go farther. That that's about as much as I better take off. Then at least you haven't ruined the plant. Uh, if you say, well, that looks good, I think I could go a little farther, then go down a couple inches at a time, and mm-hmm. that way you're protecting yourself. And with the holly, it's pretty much the same thing, and you're not going to hurt yourself if you're using a, a hitch trimmer like that. Right. I have hollies all over my landscape. I have never hurt myself one time in 45 years of growing hollies around my house. 
I have 35 kinds of hollies, and I've never been hurt by the hollies. People are so nervous about hollies. So, anyway. oh, I, these things, these things I have are really sturdy leaves, and they so uh, are mine. They will, they will get you, yeah. So are mine. Okay. So are one mine. more question, if I may. Yeah, make it kind of quick for me, if you will. Sure. Transplanting a sapling, I have probably a six foot oak variety in my backyard, and I'd like to move into a a sunnier spot to get some shade. Do it, do it very quickly now before it starts growing. Use a sharpshooter spade to cut it. Get a, a soil ball that is uh, probably uh, half again as big as a basketball if it's six feet tall or maybe basketball size. Okay. And to keep the soil ball intact around the roots. It's very, uh, very important. Do it carefully. A plant of that height probably is going to take you 45 minutes to dig and, and transplant. Have the hole okay. dug before you lift this one out. Have gotcha. the, the new hole ready for it. And uh, right. and then water it right away as soon as you get it transplanted. Hey, i got to run. Appreciate your okay, call. thanks, Neil. You betcha. Go Bucks. All right. Uh, if you can't tell, my wife and I are Ohio State Buckeyes, and he is too. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I'd like to get a copy in your hands. I'll sign it for you. That's the main reason that I chose not to put this book in stores and not to put it on Amazon. I wanted to be able to sign every copy. I've signed 70, well, I haven't signed all 74,000 copies. The first five, four or 5,000 needed to be mailed immediately when it finally printed the first uh, printing. This is the fifth printing, and I can get it to you right away. I hope that you'll do that because uh, I have a limited number of the fifth printing books. Uh, The sixth printing is on the presses, but it is being held right now because of a paper shortage. I self-published this book so that I could work with Carolyn Skye as the editor and Cindy Smith as the graphic designer. These two ladies are the best I have ever known. This covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, and fruit and vegetables. It's all in there. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Month by month, four pages per month, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback, and it's printed in San Antonio. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. You buy it by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW, 800 800- Seven five two four seven six nine. But by far the better way is to order it from my website. Again, it's thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every one of those pennies you spend. It's not happened yet. Seventy four thousand copies sold. Not one request for refund. The 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 uh, website is where you can order it now. NeilSperry.com. N e i l S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. All right, and they are the best. Let me give you the phone number once again. I need a couple of calls to get us to the end of the program. 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. This is your chance to call through now. You say you can't get through. You can if you call right now. Again, 800-288-9227. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks with great products and great knowledge. These are local people who know your area. When you go in the front door, they'll ask how they can help you, and you tell them housewares, or you tell them paint, or you tell them you tell them whatever it brought you into the store, and they will assign you and make sure you get put in contact with the best person in that store to be of help. If you look for looking for a way to prevent weeds for a beautiful lawn all season long, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer for Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts. That Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts. A single application of Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts in the early spring can prevent crabgrass 
and other problem weeds. Rain, snow, or freezing weather won't affect the product, the performance, uh, so you won't have to worry about the elements after you've applied it. Uh, Scott's Weedex uh, prevent with halts. You apply it between the 5th and 15th of March, and then you apply it again between the 5th and 15th of June. Those two applications give you a full season of control of crabgrass and graspers and other annual grassy summertime weeds. If it's weeds you can see right now, that application is made right around the 1st of September. But for weeds you're trying to prevent from the summertime, that application is made now. Let the folks at Ace Hardware help you with that. They have it. They have Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts available for you right now. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Let's go back to the phones to Donna in Ennis. Donna, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? I have a question about, I want to plant ornamental grasses in my backyard. I bought this house a year ago. There's nothing in my backyard except an Augustine grass. about an 8,000 square foot backyard. And I love ornamental grasses. I just never planted them before. So I wanted to ask your advice. Uh, I like pampas grass a lot, but I keep reading that it's invasive. So what do you think about pampas grass? I like pampas grass very much, Don. I grew up with it in College Station. I liked it a lot. It's huge. Uh, I don't know that it's particularly invasive. It uh, It's invasive only because it will get 8 or 10 or 12 feet wide, uh, but not because it spreads from seed or, or comes up with, with root sprouts. I don't know that's, uh, that that's a problem. Uh, it is too big for a lot of modern urban lots. Uh, it It wouldn't necessarily uh, fit in in a lot of yards but 8,000 square feet is fairly good sized uh, you could you could use that and there is a dwarf variety of pampas grass now pampas grass was hurt very badly last winter and it has been hurt a couple of times in prior years that I've we've lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area 51 years and it's been hurt I think three or four times during that time I have to tell you that if you ride around in a car with me very long, it would take about an hour and a half before you would either jump out of the moving car, uh, you would be so tired. My wife, bless her heart, must have earplugs uh, of my saying, I'm so tired of ornamental grasses. I, I have to confess that as a prejudice to my answers to your questions. I, I have to admit okay. that to you. I have a few that I like but they have been so overused, and two or three years later, they are gone. They disappear. They don't hold up uh, one by one. I mean, there are a couple. The the Gulf Muley, uh, I'm sorry, Lindheimer Muley is my favorite, and it does hold up pretty well. It, it suffered last year, but by and large, it does hold up and makes a very pretty big ornamental grass. I'd use that instead of, uh, instead of pampas grass for most urban landscapes, I'd use a, 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 a planting of it, maybe six or eight of the plants, um, or more. That's Lindheimer muley, uh, M-U-H-L-Y. But so many of the okay. other grasses, if you look at them a few years later, these cities go in with hundreds of them on an embankment, and you go back two years later, um, and and you can find one or two plants of the ornamental grass. You see all the exposed drip irrigation system, and there's nothing there anymore. Uh, the, the city of Allen along Central Expressway. It's just, oh, I feel so sorry for them. They put all that effort into it. I don't know if it's the highway department or the city. And McKinney has the same thing. My hometown, I, I love my city, but the ornamental grasses are gone. Stacy Road. I'm just calling out places that I see frequently. All the grasses are gone now. So anyway, be have have second thoughts about it. use them as featured uh, showcase plants, not as replacements for shrubs. That's I think what I'm trying to say. Well, I, okay, I have a prejudice against shrubs. I don't like shrubs, and so hence 
the ornamental grass. I like it. I like the fact that it has a lot of volume and height, and it grows and uh, so that's what was my appeal to it. And well, we can revisit this after about five years and, and see if we both are on the same page or if we, if we, as we are now, your page and my page, two different pages. We'll, we'll see. I was where you are, uh, not so much not liking shrubs, but I love the ornamental grasses, and I still do, but I've just I've, I've become... Uh, less interested in seeing them in big mass plantings. Maiden grass is one of my favorites. It's beautiful, but it is invasive. It reseeds and comes up all through the landscape. And so if you're willing to uh, pull it up or hoe it up, um, then it's a really pretty one. There are many kinds of maiden grass, and that would be a nice one. How can I help you? I'm not helping you. find out more about it before I plant it in my landscape. I don't I, have to go out every year and dig it up because it's invaded my yard. And I hear what you're saying about the longevity of it. Um, but I'm 70 years old, so my longevity probably isn't like 15 more years. I think it's something I'm going to enjoy for the next 10 years. And uh, so that's why I was thinking about the ornamental grass uh, because it grows fairly quickly and it provides the I want and I can use it as a backdrop against other plants that I want to plant around it. But um, I didn't consider that it may not last even a couple of years. I just didn't consider that from what I've read. So, right. okay. Well, good answer. Thank you so much. Thanks I for the call, Donna. Drive safely. Let me go to Gary and Denton. I have about a minute, Gary. I'm going to have to hurry. You have pecans, and the, and the pecans are always rotted. Is that right? Yes, that's true. All right. And do they fall at the normal time, or do they fall late? No, they, they fall to normal time. We, we moved into the house 10 years ago, and one the first year we had pecans, and we hadn't had them since. All right. Uh, do they fall with the husk attached or not attached? Uh, attached. All right. That's probably pecan scab. If they fall a little bit early and the, the outside is completely uh, black, and, and we're talking about August, then that's pecan scab. If they fall and they are falling at the normal time or even into the winter, that's hickory shuckworm. If they're shriveled up inside and dried up, that's hickory shuckworm. Google hickory shuckworm, uh, Texas A&M, and pecan scab, Texas A&M, and that'll get you started. Folks, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.